0: This is Cynthia Smalls with Back to God Ministries. How is everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives, that you are walking by faith and not by sight. You, my friend, are to never give up on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. All right, folks. Today, it is all about obedience. Even when God has you in a place of judgment, discipline, we still need to remain faithful and obedient to him, even in the times of trouble. Because when God gives a warning, we are to listen and heed to it we are going to take a look at Jeremiah. I told y'all I was coming back with Jeremiah chapters 42 to 44 because we are going to take a lesson. A lesson ripped from the Old Testament. In Bible history, it is always best to obey And listen to God rather than incur His holy wrath because of disobedience. And because you won't listen to His servants, His prophets, His messengers when they send forth the word from the Lord. So, before we get started, because we are going to see once again... How the children of Israel did not listen to God repeatedly, even after he sent prophet after prophet, day after day, and yet the people failed to submit. So let us pray. Father, in the name of Christ Jesus, we love you. We honor and revere your holy name. Father, we want you to be our king, our judge, our ruler, our God. As we will see from Old Testament scriptures today, Father, we will see a lesson of what happens when your people do not listen or hear. To your commands, even in the midst of judgment, you always provide a way out. Sometimes we need the judgment, sometimes we need that discipline because we refuse to listen. There are consequences when we don't obey you. We shall see that even in the midst of exile, you told the people that if they were to submit to the king of Babylon, all will go well with them even while they are in exile. Father, we see We see in Deuteronomy 6, 5, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. Proverbs 8:17. You say, I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently find me. Deuteronomy 10:12And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you but to fear the Lord your God. To walk in all his ways. To love him. To serve the Lord your God with all, with all of your heart and with all your soul. Amen. Jesus tells us in John fourteen twenty one, Whoever has my commandments and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and reveal myself to him. Amen. Father, may we as your children who have been born again, may we always heed to your commands. May we follow the example that was laid out by our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, in how to walk in perfect obedience to the Father. Father, we thank you for your grace and your mercy. You are a good God, a God in whom we can retrust in, in whom we can trust and rely on. We can lean on you. We can ask for wisdom and you will give it to us. Greatly. You will lavish it on us. But we cannot walk by the light of our own torches not listening to you not heeding to your commands even when we are in trouble that we have by our own hands have has devised because there are consequences for sin we do not want to find ourselves in a position of such pride and arrogance that we believe we can walk the face of this earth without God we need you father may we not be deceived we cannot run to this world this Egypt type of world for help they are not our source you are The Lord Jesus Christ. He's our Savior. So Father, I ask for wisdom and discernment to teach today's lesson. I ask that we come to the understanding that we must submit to you. Thank you, Father, for your grace and your mercy and your long-suffering. And yes, thank you for your judgment. May we all heed the command that we are to live holy. In Jesus mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, folks. So let's pull out the Bibles. Let's pull them out and take it from the top. Jeremiah because you see the problem the problem that was going on was that judgment must come to the houses of Israel and Judah so we need to find out what had happened what happened to the people that God pronounced his righteous judgment on them because they act like they didn't know what was going on. Why was why was God so angry with them? Okay. Okay. Well, before we get to Jeremiah 42, we need to backtrack. Let's go back to Jeremiah 15 because the whole book of Jeremiah is all about him Receiving the word from the Lord to go to tell the people to turn from their evil ways. Otherwise, God is devising a plan, a scheme to deal with their disobedience and idolatry and adultery with these false gods. And so he would tell the people the people will listen and then they will say let's kill him because they didn't want to hear about the judgment the coming judgment on judah that if they don't stop what they are doing god is going to send the king of babylon Nebuchadnezzar to come and set fire on the city and burn it down to the ground, and not only that that he would take them into exile so and of course, as a side note, you had these false prophets in Judah and Jerusalem, and the cities surrounding, telling the people, no, God is not going to do that. He is not going to send Nebuchadnezzar. He is not going to send you in um exile because the Lord has spoken to me. They were false prophets. So, Jeremiah 15 talks about how judgment must come. Look, verse 1, Jeremiah 15. Then the Lord said to me, even though Moses and Samuel, he he said, even though Moses and Samuel were to stand before me, interceding for them, my heart would still not be turned with favor toward this people, Judah. Send them away from my presence and out of my sight and let them go. And it shall be that when they say to you, where should we go? Then tell them, thus saith the Lord, those destined for death to death, those for the sword to the sword, those for famine to famine those for captivity to captivity. I will appoint four kinds of destroyers over them, says the Lord, the sword to slay, the the dogs to tear and drag away, and the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth to devour and to destroy. I will make them an object of horror to all nations of the earth because of Manasseh, the despicable son of Hezekiah, king of Judah, for the evil and detestable things he did in Jerusalem. And we know what happened, right? Y'all can go to 2 Kings 2. No, Second Kings 21 verses 1 through 18, because he, he turned the people to idolatry, worshiping the Baals and all of those other detestable idols, because that's the problem. Verse 5, for who will have pity on you, O Jerusalem, or who will mourn for you? Or, or who will turn aside to ask about your welfare? You have abandoned, rejected me, says the Lord. You keep going backward. Therefore, I shall stretch out my hand against you and destroy you. I am tired of delaying your punishment. I will winnow, sort separate them with a a winnowing fork at the gate of the land. I will deprive them of children. I will destroy my people. They did not repent and turn from their evil ways. I will make their widows more numerous before me than the sand of the seas. I will bring against them the mother of the young men, a destroyer, at noonday, I will suddenly cause anguish and terror to fall on her, who has borne several, who have borne seven sons, languish. She has breathed out her soul, her son, S-U-N, has set while it was still day she has been shamed and, humili- and humiliated so i will hand over the rest of the survivors to the sword before their enemies says the lord amen look and if we come o- come over here to verse 14 at the tail end of Jeremiah 15 for A fire has been kindled in my anger, which will burn upon you. (sighs) Yeah. Chapter 16 talks about distresses that's coming to Judah. He says in verse 4 they will die of deadly diseases. They will not be mourned or buried. They will be like dung on the surface of the ground and come to an end by sword and famine. And their dead bodies will be food for the birds of the air and for the beast of the earth. For thus says the Lord, do not enter a house of mourning, nor go to lament Express grief or bemoan the dead. Why? For I have taken my peace away from this people, says the Lord, even my loving kindness and compassion. This is so not looking good. Look, if we come down to verse 11. Of Jeremiah 16, because I'm, I'm giving y'all the backstory as to why all this is happening to Judah. It is not because God is just this mean, evil ogre who all he wants to do is bring this calamity upon the people for no good reason when he has loving kindness and compassion. But let us not get it twisted, we are commanded to serve Him and obey Him. And now, since Christ Jesus has come on the world scene, having died for our sins, and He was buried, and on the third day God raised Jesus from the dead, Jesus gave us two great commandments. We are to love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is like it. To love our neighbors as we love ourselves. For on these two commandments, all of the law and all of the writings of the prophets hang on those two commands. So we are... To love God with everything within us. So, back over here, <coughs> excuse me, to Jeremiah sixteen eleven. Then you are to say to them, it is because your fathers have abandoned, rejected me, says the Lord, and have walked after other gods and have served them and bow down to to the handmade idols, and have abandoned and rejected me, and have not kept my law. And because you have done worse things than your fathers, just look, every one of you walks in the stubbornness of his own evil heart, so that you do not listen obediently to me. Therefore, I will hurl you out of this land of Judah into the land of the Babylonians, which neither you nor your fathers have known. And there you will serve other gods day and night, for I will show you no compassion. Amen. So... There we have it with that. And so then we come over here to Jeremiah 18 because all of this is leading up to how the remnant of Judah, long story short, God kept his word. He has in fact sent King Nebuchadnezzar, the terror man from the north, to to carry a huge chunk of Judah off into exile. So, before we get to that, because they put it in their minds that the remnant of Judah, that how they were going to escape to uh, Egypt. Okay. We'll see about that. So, Jeremiah 18, right? If we come over here to verse 11 of Jeremiah 18, God is talking about how he is shaping a disaster and working out a plan against them. Okay? So, verse 11. Now say, right, verse 11 of Jeremiah 18. As in, Yep, verse 11. Now then, say to the men of Judah, And to the citizens of Jerusalem, thus says the Lord, Behold, I am shaping a disaster and working out a plan against you. Turn back. See, God is telling them what they must do in order to prevent this disaster from happening He says, turn back each of you from his evil way. Correct your habits. And change your actions for the better. But they will say that is hopeless. For we are going, listen, listen to the arrogance. For we are going to follow our own plans. So the fact that. God told them to turn back from your evil way and correct your habits and change your actions for the better. They said, well, doing that is hopeless. We ain't doing that because what we are going to do, we are going to follow our own plans and each of us will act in accordance with the stubbornness of his evil heart. Folks, let me give you some insight from from personal experience. When the Lord tells you to do something, do it. Do not, off in your own pride, thinking that your plan is the better way to go. Because, folks, it will not go well with you at all. My hand is raised. Amen. So... Verse thirteen, therefore, thus says the Lord, acts now among the nations. Who has heard such a thing? Who has heard of such things? The virgin Israel has done a very vile and horrible thing. It is called disobedience. When the Lord tells you to do something and you and you tell him no, we ain't doing that. This is what we are going to do. So God is begging the question. Who has heard of such things? The virgin Israel has done a very vile and horrible thing. Verse 15. Yet my people have forgotten me. They burn incense to worthless gods. They have stumbled from their ways From the ancient roads to walk in pathways, not on a highway, making their land a desolation and a horror, a thing to be hissed at perpetually. Everyone who passes by will be astounded and shake his head in scorn. I will scatter them. Like an east wind before the enemy. I will show them my back. And not my face. In the day of their disaster. Says the Lord. Amen. Folks. The Old Testament. These accounts. Are in the Bible for a reason. Not that we are shaming Israel coming against them because we need to get the plank of disobedience out of our eyes as New Testament, New Covenant, born-again followers of the Lord Jesus Christ because we be over here cutting up sometimes in the church as well, but we can look to the Old Testament for lessons for guidance of what not to do against the living God. So although we are not under these old covenants, we still read about them and about what went wrong and and how it is so not a good idea to go against God. And then to turn around to say to him, nope, we ain't doing that. We going to do this. It never works out. Never, never, ever works out. So then let's let's fast forward. Let's come to Jeremiah 38. Because what was happening was that, as we saw, right? Because they 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 did not repent okay they 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 refused to repent God already told them he is sending king nebuchadnezzar the king of babylon to come to jerusalem to to set it on fire and burn the city down to the ground because they continued to walk in disobedience they continued with their detestable burning of incense and worshiping the Baals and all those other foreign gods provoking God to anger and wrath until he said get these people away from me get them out of my sight the Lord couldn't even stand to look at them and he kept sending his prophets Jeremiah Ezekiel Isaiah uh, all of the all of the the major prophets and minor prophets to tell the children of Israel, turn from your wicked ways and turn to God, leave, forsake these idols, these worthless idols that can't save you, they can't even hear you, they can't walk, they can't talk. They can't do. They can't protect you, and yet you turn from me. Holy God is saying, to turn to a hand-made wooden, stone, bronze uh, image. They can't help you. Why are you rejecting and abandoning me? At least y'all forget, I brought y'all from Egypt, out of the fiery furnace smoting bondage of slavery to those pharaohs. I demonstrated in your sight in your forefather's sight the work of my mighty hand miracle after miracle and yet the descendants of the tribes of Israel still walk in blatant willful, rejecting disobedience. So, it's no wonder why God's anger has been provoked. So, so what was happening, right? Due to all of that, the Lord, in fact, sent Nebuchadnezzar to uh, take away Judah into exile, but he had left a remnant in Judah. It was the uh, least of them. The, The more poorer people, they were left behind to take care of the land. There was a king, King Zedekiah. King Zedekiah, in my opinion, from reading, he was Basically, a coward of a man. He were he was afraid of the princes. He were afraid of the uh, Jews who were uh, former subjects of him of his, who had um, deserted to join the Babylonian army, right? So, since Nebuchadnezzar. God's instrument came and took a huge chunk. I believe at the end of Jeremiah, like a total of like 4,600 people in total were sent into exile at, at different times, right? So King Zedekiah came to Jeremiah because, hold on, let me... Let me see something here. Let me, did I miss anything? Right. Because Jeremiah had been telling the people, right? When, when God sends Nebuchadnezzar, don't resist him. Go into exile. Like, like just surrender, submit yourselves, go on and take this whooping. Okay. Because it has been rightly deserved, right? Right. Of course, the people didn't want to hear that because of the false prophets kept telling the people, leading them into rebellion by, by not surrendering to Nebuchadnezzar with false prophecy about how God is not going to turn this city over to um, a Nebuchadnezzar you are not going to go into exile. And so the people rebelled against the word of the Lord from Jeremiah, who told the people to surrender, give it up, give it up. Y'all have been in all this sin and treason against God. Go on, and, and take this whooping, okay, so that you may live even though you are in exile. Because see, again, look at God's compassion. His wrath is what sent them into exile. Glory be to God. He still had compassion on them by saying, take this whooping, surrender to the uh, the army of Nebuchadnezzar and all will go well with you even while you are there because when you're there you know marry give daughters in into marriage you know build homes uh co- gardens you know just just live like like take this discipline and while you are there live but oh no no they didn't want to go because on one hand You can kind of understand, Nebuchadnezzar was a ruthless, barbaric, evil man. Okay? God chose the right one to come and discipline his children. Okay? Let us not be mistaken. Israel, I mean, uh, Babylon gets the big business too because of the wickedness. Okay? So anyway... Jeremiah kept telling the people over and over again, Submit to Babylon. Submit to Nebuchadnezzar. And so, <clears throat> because of that, the people threw him into this uh, cistern. Because they got, they got tired of hearing how that if they don't submit, okay, God is going to burn this city down. And so, because of that, they became enraged with Jeremiah. They, they beat him. They put him in prison. Okay? And look over here in Jeremiah 37, verse 9. Thus says the Lord, do not deceive yourselves, saying how the Chaldeans, Chaldeans will certainly stay away from us. For they will not, for for they will not stay away, because what happened was that as Babylon, the Babylonians were um, besieging Jerusalem, the Pharaoh from Egypt was coming towards them, and the the Babylonian army were afraid of Pharaoh's army, and they went away. Okay, and so Judah was like, Ho ho, Egypt saved us. And God is like, Look, listen, I am going to turn the Babylonian army around and come back to finish what I already had started. Okay? So that is why they put their their trust into Egypt because they felt a slight reprieve that because Pharaoh's army was so great and apparently the Babylonian army were afraid of them and they fled. So God is like, don't deceive yourselves. Uh, uh-uh. uh Jeremiah 37, nine, thus says the Lord, do not deceive yourselves saying the, the Chaldeans, which are the Babylonians, same thing, will will certainly stay away from us. God is like, for they will not stay away, for even <clears throat> for even if you had defeated the whole army of the Chaldeans who fight against you, and there remained on, only the wounded men among them. Yet they will rise up every man confined in his tent and burn down the city with fire. Amen. God is like, look, listen, even if you had defeated the whole army of the Chaldeans, aka Babylonians, God was going to raise those wounded men out of those medic tents, right? Rise them up and still burn down the city. I'm telling you, the Lord ain't letting up. The Babylonians will burn down Jerusalem. Okay? So, they kept imprisoning Jeremiah because he kept telling them, Surrender, surrender. Otherwise, and, and in particular, he was telling King uh, Zechariah, okay, that... That he must surrender to Nebuchadnezzar, but he didn't want to do it. he didn't he didn't want to do it, and so he allowed the princes who who beat Jeremiah to throw to uh, throw him down in this cistern, right but then this um this Ethiopian uh eunuch came. To the king. To tell him what had happened. And so. The king told this eunuch. To go get some rags. As a rope. And pull Jeremiah. Out of this mud. Down there in, in the cistern. And so. After that. And the reason why. He even allowed those those princes. To, to throw Jeremiah. I'm telling you. This is like some high drama going on in the Old Testament about all this. I'm telling you, I love this backstory because it is intriguing how you got a coward of a king who was so afraid of these princes because they came to him saying that how Jeremiah keeps warning and scaring the people About how this city is going to be sieged. And that how they will be carried off. So according to them. Jeremiah is prophesying lies. And stirring the people up. And getting them all afraid. Even the army of Judah. Was being afraid. Because of what the Lord was saying. But these princes went running well, not running, went stomping to the king and demanded that he throw Jeremiah in prison. And so instead of him being a strong leader, he says, Fine, look, listen, I don't care what y'all do. Go on and do it. As a matter of fact, I'ma tell you what he said. Let's see. Where where he said. He said, um, right because so therefore okay in jeremiah 38 verse 4 therefore the princes, the court of officials said to the king please we implore you let this man jeremiah be put to death for speaking in this way he discourages and weakens the will of the soldiers who remain in in this city and he discourages and weakens the will of all the people by speaking such words to them for this man is not seeking the well-being of these people but rather their harm no he's not he's warning the people listen to the lord verse 5 then king zedekiah Fearing, the princess said, listen, he is in your hand, for the king is in no position to do anything against you. Why not? Aren't you king? Don't you have the right to decree a thing and it so shall be done? Well, apparently he was too, in my opinion, I guess, what, chicken hearted to be afraid of them? so verse 6 so they took jeremiah and threw him into this cistern there was no water in the cistern but only mud and jeremiah sank in the mud all because of this king right so don't you know so anyway The uh, eunuch came to the king, told him how those princes, in fact, threw him in the mud and everything. And so, the king told the eunuch what to do to free Jeremiah out of that, right? Because he was in there for many days. Don't you know, here go King Zedekiah to Jeremiah. Then Jeremiah... uh, Wait a minute, hold on. Wait a minute, because... He he asked Jeremiah, has there been a word from the Lord? And he's like, what you Yes, I've been giving y'all the word from the Lord. Look, okay, back up. Listen, I know I'm 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 all over, but I, I have to give y'all all of this that that led up to why they wanted to go to Egypt, right? <clears throat> Jeremiah. Thirty-seven, Verse 17, Zedekiah, the king, sent and brought him out and in his palace, the king secretly asked him because before Jeremiah was thrown into this this pit of mud, prior to that, he had been in prison anyway because they kept locking him up because he kept warning the people of what's coming down the pike right so then at this other time when he was in prison right so once he was um released here comes king Zedekiah Jeremiah what I say uh 37 verse 17 look Zedekiah the king sent and brought him out And in his palace, the king secretly asked him. Going to ask Jeremiah after all of that. Is there any word from the Lord? And Jeremiah said, there is. (laughs) It's the same word I've been telling y'all. So now the king is coming to him in secret, pulling him off to the side. So is there any word from the Lord? Yeah, there is. Then he said, you will be handed over to the king of Babylon. Like, how many times do I need to keep telling you this, king? Surrender. Stop delaying this surrendering of you and the people. Get on with it. But no. Here, the king, once again, looking for um, for a word from the Lord it's been the same word. Jeremiah said, yeah, there is. <laughs> you will be handed over to the king of Babylon. Because that was also another word from the Lord that to Zedekiah, because what had happened with Zedekiah, I'm telling you, it's drama. Y'all, y'all really don't need to watch any more drama shows, reality shows. It's all here. Okay? What had happened, Zedekiah had burned the scrolls that um the Lord had said to Jeremiah to write to, to write on these scrolls all of the words that I have been telling you every since from the, the first day when Josiah the king was in office. Write down all of the prophecies, all the words that I have told you to go speak to the people. Write it down on these scrolls. So, Jeremiah dictated to Baruch all the words of what the Lord has said. And Baruch wrote it all down. So, Baruch took the word because um, Jeremiah, I believe, he was in prison. And so, he told, I believe, right house arrest, prison, whatever. He told Baruch to go to the house of the Lord and read this to the people because they were coming up there to fast. Okay. So, Baruch wrote it all down, went to the house of the Lord. When the people were there to fast, all the princes were there, the people were there, everybody heard what the Lord had been telling Jeremiah. And again, they didn't want to hear that. But, some of the princes who who heard this went to the king to to tell them what jeremiah had said via baruch but they had told baruch don't bring the scroll with you maybe maybe they knew what the king was going to do to um the scroll so they went To the king. The king told Baruch. Go and get me these scrolls. Because after the princes. Told Zedekiah. What Jeremiah. Via the Lord had said. He said. I guess he wanted to see it for himself. Go and get me the scroll. So. Baruch got the scroll. And as he was reading. Like every second or third column. The king will would tear off that page and throw it into the fire because it was it it was winter time and he was at his winter palace and had a big old uh fireplace, so as the the word was going forth, he would rip off each column and throw it into the fire until he burned the whole scroll. Do you think that the Lord God was pleased with that, so no. Zedekiah got it coming. So, the Lord told Jeremiah to write it down again. And he dictated it and gave it to Baruch to write it out. So, that's why Zedekiah, King Zedekiah, is finna get his eyes torn out. Okay? So, okay. So, so that was that. So, we see... We started this whole thing. Israel Judah was not listening to the Lord. They kept idol worshipping. They they abandoned the Lord. They rejected him and he kept telling them, I got a plan coming. If y'all don't turn from your wicked ways, repent and come back to me, distress and disaster is coming. I'm 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 summoning King Nebuchadnezzar to come to to take y'all away in exile and he is going to set fire to Jerusalem, your beloved city. Do you want this to happen? Do you want this to be a place of desolation where no one is going to inhabit? No, no, no animals, nothing. This would be a deserted wasteland. Do you want this to happen? Because if y'all don't repent, It's surely going to happen. Now, do you want this to happen? What did the people say? It's hopeless. I don't care what you're saying. We are going to walk in our own evilness anyway. Okay, well, well, so now here we are. Jeremiah kept warning them, warning them, warning them until, in fact, King Nebuchadnezzar came and he told the people how it's coming and when it comes... Surrender, go on, get this whooping, get it out of the way. Seven, seventy years later, the Lord is going to bring you back. But while y'all are in exile, do what you got to do, okay? So, there was a remnant that was left behind, and King Nebuchadnezzar appointed one of their um Jewish leaders, I believe, as governor. And so, and not only that, right? The people that had deserted because the Lord scattered the people because he told them that's what he was that's what he was going to do also to scatter the people. So once the people heard how Nebuchadnezzar left behind this 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 governor, one of the Jews behind to watch over the a remnant of Judah, right? Then they all came back to Judah. Okay, so now while he's governor, a plot was set against him, right? To kill him coming from the Ammonites. The Ammonites were going to send a man by the name of Ishmael to kill him. Now, what was his name? Because you know how these ancient Israelite names, right? His name was Gedaliah. That's spelled G E D A L I A, right? And we see his story over here in Jeremiah. Let's see Jeremiah 40. Okay? Cuz it talks about how even um Jeremiah remained in Judah because since he was since he was innocent, you know the prophet of God telling the people turn from their wicked ways so God allowed the the captain of the Babylonian uh, guard to tell uh Jeremiah. He says in verse what is this? verse 4 of Jeremiah 40 but now listen carefully because of your innocence i am freeing you today from the chains which you which are on your hands if you will if you will prefer to to come with me to babylon come and i will look over you, I will look after you carefully. But if you would prefer not to come with me to Babylon, then do not do so. Look, all the land is before you. Go wherever it seems good and right and convenient for you to go. So while Jeremiah was still hesitating, the captain of the bodyguard said, Go on then to Gedalia the son of Hakem, the son of Shaphan, whom the king of Babylon has appointed governor over the cities of Judah and stay with him among the people or else go wherever it seems right for you to go. So the captain of the bodyguard gave him an allowance of food and um, a gift and let him go amen glory be to god go jeremiah right he he had a choice to go to babylon and be well looked after right or stay in in judah so he was kind of hesitant thinking okay babylon or judah so the um the head of the bodyguard said okay well, well listen okay stay here in judah and go over to the person that Nebuchadnezzar has set as a governor over the people of th- this remnant, right? Okay, so now this governor was doing doing his job, but then he got word from this man, Jahanan, son of Corea, and all of the commanders of the forces that were scattered in the open country. Well, they came to him at Mizpah, and said to him, Do you know that Balis, B-A-A-L-I-S, the king of the Ammonites, has sent Ishmael, the son of Nephaniah, Nephthaniah, N-E-T-H-A-N-I-A, to take your life? But the governor, right, did not believe them. Then, Jehanan, the son of Kareah, spoke secretly to the governor, saying, Look, listen, let me go and kill Ishmael, and not a man will know it, will know who is responsible. Why should he kill you and cause all the Jews who are gathered near you to be scattered and the remnant of Judah to perish? But the governor said, Gedalia did not believe Jehana He said, do not do this thing, for you are lying about Ishmael. So what happened? He gets murdered. What happened? Ishmael, this man, came and in fact killed him. And not only that, after he struck him down, he struck, okay, chapter 41 of Jeremiah, cause we get into chapter forty-two, we get in there, folks, right? So, after Ishmael also killed all the Jews who were at the banquet, cause what happened was it was a banquet going on, and 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 Ishmael came, knowing that this man had the governor had a bounty on his head, right? Ishmael, they had a banquet because he didn't think apparently Ishmael was going to do it. He kept telling the people, no, he's not going to do that. Y'all lying to me. Well, he, in fact, killed them at this banquet. And what happened was now verse four of Jeremiah 41. Now it happened on the second day after the killing of this governor before anybody knew about it. And so what happened was 80 men came from Shechem, from Shiloh, and from Samaria with their beards shaved off and their clothes torn and their bodies cut, carrying in their hands grain offerings and and, and incense to present at the site of the house of the Lord in Jerusalem. And then Ishmael, a.k.a. the killer, okay, He went out to meet them, weeping false tears as he went, as he met them. And he said to them, come to, to the governor, right? Yet, when they came into the city, Ishmael, okay, aka the killer, and the men who were with him, slaughtered these men, these, these 80 men. And threw them into this this cistern under the ground, um, um, no, under the water reservoir where he had already thrown the governor in in there as well. This man Ishmael apparently is on a killing spree. Okay, so then because we read how Jahanan wanted to kill Ishmael anyway, because because. Because he went to the governor and said, look, listen, let me go and kill Ishmael. Because he's plotting to murder you. So if you let me go, no one is going to know who's responsible. But the governor says, no, you're lying to me. He ain't going to do that. And what happened? He got himself murdered by Ishmael. So Jahanan, okay. Back over here to him in verse 11 of Jeremiah 40, 41, okay, Jehanan actually rescues the people from Ishmael because it says that in verse 11, but when Jehanan, the son of Korea, and all of the commanders of the forces that were with him heard of the murderous behavior of Ishmael, they took all the men and went to fight with Ishmael, and they found him by the great pool in Gibeon. Now, when all of the captive people who were with Ishmael saw Jahanan, the son of Korea, and all of the commanders of the forces they were with, they were glad. So, all the people who, who Ishmael had taken captive from Mizpah, Turned around and came back and joined Jehanan, Jehanan the son of Kareah. But Ishmael, okay, with eight men, they escaped and went to join the the Ammonites. So, in the eyes of the remnant, Jehanan came and saved the day. Cause again, he was the one that wanted to kill Ishmael in the first place, and so now. He got the the remnant people back and it says down here in verse 16 that how Johanna and all of the commanders of the forces that that were with him, okay, um, from Mizpah and, and all the people whom he had rescued from Ishmael that had killed the governor, right? The soldiers, the women and the children and the high officials whom Jehonahan uh, Jehonahan <laughs> had brought back from Gibeon. So all of them they went and stayed at this at, at this at this lodging place of this person, Geruth, G E R U T H, which was near Bethlehem, intending to go to Egypt. Okay, now, we all know from all of that high drama, God kept telling uh, Jeremiah to tell the people to surrender to Nebuchadnezzar and his army, go into exile because y'all got this coming, okay? Y'all got this coming, so just go quietly, live over there do what you need to do. Seventy years, I'm bringing y'all back to Judah. But oh no, no, the remnant people feared Nebuchadnezzar, rightly so. Okay, and God was telling them, okay, y'all ain't gotta fear Nebuchadnezzar. He ain't nothing but a mere a mere man. So anyway, Jehana and the the rescued people came to Jeremiah seeking a word from the Lord, whether or not to go to Egypt because they had already intended to go. So the crux of today's lesson is why seek wisdom from the Lord if you're going to do your own thing anyway. And here we go. Verse four, I mean, chapter 42. So they went to, Jeremiah, right? It says in verse 1, Then all, all the commanders of the forces and Jehanan, the son of Kareah, right? And, and all the people from the least to the greatest approached Jeremiah and said to him, Please let our petition be presented before you and pray to the Lord your God for us. That is for all this remnant of the people of Judah, for we were once many, but now only a few of us are left, as you see with your own eyes. So please pray that the Lord your God may show us the way in which we should walk and the thing that we should do. Okay, well, that is exactly what we ought to do. If you, if you are undecisive, you don't know which way to go. The best course of action is to seek God for his wisdom. James told us that if we seek wisdom, go to God. And he will not abrade you for asking him of this wisdom. Amen. And so they went to the man of God the prophet of God to ask Jeremiah to pray to the Lord about which way they should go because they are intending to go to Egypt expecting to escape because the Lord told them I'm sending back the army of the Babylonians To this city. To burn it down. It's going to be famine. It's going to be pestilence. Nonetheless. Surrender. Okay. So now. They go to Jeremiah. Asking to seek the Lord in prayer. Verse 3. Right. That the Lord your God. May show us the way. In which we should walk. And the thing that we should do. Then. Then Jeremiah the prophet said to them, I have heard you, now now hear me. I will pray to the Lord your God in accordance with your words, and I will declare to you whatever message the Lord answers. I will keep nothing back from you. Then they said to Jeremiah, okay, they said to Jeremiah, may the Lord be a true and faithful, no, no, no. May the Lord be a true and faithful witness against us. If we fail to act in accordance with all the things that the Lord God sends you to tell us. Amen. Okay. Well, they said, all right, Jeremiah, when you go and seek the Lord, the Lord can be a witness, a witness that we will That we will listen to all that he has said. Because look, in the next verse, in verse 6, Whether it is pleasant or unpleasant, we will listen and honor the voice of the Lord our God to whom we are sending you so that it may go well with us when we listen to the voice of the Lord our God. Amen. Okay, well... What had happened was Jeremiah left, right? Verse 7. Now, after 10 days of prayer had passed, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. Then he called for Jehanan, the son of Kareah, and all the commanders of the forces that were with him, and all the people. This is Jeremiah 42. And all the people from the least to the greatest and said to them, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, to whom you sent me to to present your petition before him. Verse 10. Well, he is the word from the Lord. If you will indeed remain in this land. okay, because for the Remnant. They were to stay in Judah, where those who have been destined for for captivity, go on, get that whooping. Okay? Go on into exile. But then the Lord has also said that there will be a remnant still in Judah. And this and this is the remnant of people who still being disobedient looking to go to egypt when the word was for you to stay in this land okay so this is the word from the lord if you will listen if you will indeed remain in this land then i will build you up and not tear you down and i will plant you and not uproot you for i will relent and be satisfied concerning the disaster that I have inflicted on you as discipline, and I will replace judgment with compassion. Amen. Do not be afraid of the king of Babylon, because they were afraid that the king was going to retaliate because of the murder of the governor of which he had appointed to watch over the remnant in Judah. And for me, I can't understand why jehanan would be afraid of Nebuchadnezzar' retaliation against the murder of his said appointed governor when in fact they didn't have any, anything to do with the murder. In fact, Jehanan wanted to kill the assassin before he even carried out his wicked plot. So, whatever. Okay. So, God is telling them, "Do not be afraid." Right. Do not be afraid of the king of Babylon, whom you now fear as if he were deity. Do not be afraid of him, says the Lord, for he is a mere man, but I am the living omniscient God and I am with you always to protect you and to deliver you from his hand and I will show you compassion so that he will have compassion on you and restore you to your own land but if you are going to say we will not stay in this land And in so doing, do not listen to the voice of the Lord, your God saying, no, but we will go to the land of Egypt where we will not see war or hear the sound of the warrior's trumpet or hunger for bread. And we will stay there. Then in that case, this is the Lord telling them, okay. Then, in that case, listen to the word of the Lord, O remnant of Judah. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel. If if you are really determined to go to Egypt and to reside there temporarily, then the sword of which you are afraid will overtake you there in the land of Egypt And the famine of which you are afraid will follow closely after you in Egypt. And you will die there. So what you running from? Because all that you, right? Listen, amen. What you want, what are you running from? Because everything you are running from is going to follow you there in Egypt. And not only that, you will die in Egypt. See? So, all the men who set their mind to go to Egypt to reside there temporarily will die by the sword, by famine, and by pestilence. None, none of them will remain or survive the disaster that I am going to bring on them. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, as my anger and my wrath have been poured out on the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so my wrath will be poured out on you when you enter Egypt. You will become detested, an object of horror, a curse, and a people scorned, and you will no longer see this place. Amen. The Lord is saying stay put cuz if you go to Egypt running from from famine, pestilence and 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 murder, right? It's going to follow you there anyway. And not only that, I'm coming against Egypt. So it don't pay to go to Egypt. It don't pay. Stay put in this land. Because if you go, you ain't never going to see Judah again. Not, Not this land. You ain't seeing this. So... Verse 19, the Lord has spoken to you, O remnant of Judah, do not go into Egypt. Know with certainty that I, Jeremiah, have warned you and testified to you this day that you have deceived yourselves. For you sent me to the Lord your God saying, pray for us. Pray for us to the Lord, our God, and whatever the Lord, our God says, declare it to us and we will do it. And so I have told you today, but you have not listened to the voice of the Lord, your God in anything that he has sent me to tell you. Now, therefore Know for certain that you will die by the sword, by famine, and by pestilence in the land of Egypt where you wish to reside temporarily. Amen. And that's the word from the Lord. Now, recall how they said that, that the Lord will, can be a witness against them if they fail to heed to what he say whether pleasant or unpleasant. And to them, this sounds very unpleasant. I don't know what they were expecting, what, for the Lord to say, yep, go on to Egypt. Y'all don't need me. Go ahead, go on. You have my blessing. No, he told them, if you stay here in Judah as the remnant, all will go well. But if you go to Egypt... You will surely die there. Okay. So now. The word of the Lord was set. This is what. They said. It said. So now verse 43. Now it had happened when Jeremiah. Whom the Lord their God has sent. Had finished telling all the people. All the words of the Lord. That is all these words. Right. This is what they said. You are not telling the truth. What? Y'all sent Jeremiah to inquire of the Lord and the Lord said no. So now you calling Jeremiah a liar. Okay. Well, you are not telling the truth. The Lord our God has not sent you to say, do not go into Egypt to live there. <sighs> but that how Baruch is inciting you against us to hand us over to the Chaldeans so that they may either put us to death or exile us to Babylon. So, Jehanna, the son of Korea and all the commanders of the forces of the people disobeyed the voice of the Lord, which told them to stay in the land of Judah. But Jehanna and all of the commanders took all the remnant. Now look, right? They got the word from the Lord. He said, no, stay here in Judah. They said to Jeremiah, you lying. You're only doing this because Baruch, you know, the one who transcribed what Jeremiah had dictated to him on those scrolls and their king Zedekiah tore it and burned it, right? They saying, no, The Lord did not tell you to tell us this. In fact, you are lying. So what they did was this Johanna and all the commanders of the forces took all the remnant of Judah who had returned to live in the land of Judah from all the nations to which they had been driven. The men, the women and the children and the king's daughters, the ladies of the court. And every person who the captain of the bodyguard from Nebuchadnezzar's army had left with the governor. He, he also took poor Jeremiah and Baruch and they entered the land of Egypt. They even took Jeremiah. They were like, and you coming with us. And I can only hear Jeremiah like, I don't want to go. I want to stay here. you coming anyway. So come on, pack up. We all... <laughs> we all going to Egypt. We don't care what the Lord said. We all going to Egypt and you coming too. So, verse 7 of Jeremiah 43. And this is going to be the close, y'all. So they entered the land of Egypt... For they did not obey the voice of the Lord, and they went in. Okay, then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah while they were in Egypt. Okay, take some stones, right? Tell them to, to take take these stones because I am going to send and get Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> He's going to get Nebuchadnezzar to come to Egypt, y'all. I'm telling you, this is high drama because the remnant of Judah thought they was going to run to Egypt to have Egypt protect them from the Babylonians. The Lord came to Jeremiah and said, Listen, I am what what verse is this? Verse 10. Behold, I am going to send and get Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, my servant, and I am going to set his throne over these stones that I have hidden over there in in Egypt, right? Um, And his majestic royal canopy will be spread over them. And he will also come and strike the land of Egypt. Giving those who are destined for death to death. And those who are destined for captivity to captivity. And those who are destined for the sword to the sword. And through him. Okay. Through Nebuchadnezzar. God is going to use this crazy mad man. I will set fire to the temples of the gods of Egypt and he will burn them and take them, all of those Egyptian idols, captive. He will wrap himself with the land of Egypt as a shepherd wraps himself with his garment and he will go away from there safely. Nebuchadnezzar will also break the images and shatter those those obliques. Obelisk and all of that pagan tree. Folks, as we see, you can't run, you can't hide from the Lord when He tells you to do something, even in the midst of this punishment. Just do it. Just do it because, see, the problem was in the first place while why all this is happening is because you were in sin. The God, the God, God has been telling you time and time again, stop it, leave it alone. Don't go there. Do it this way. Do it that way. But you said in your heart, I'm doing it my own way. I'm doing it my own way. Folks, listen, we all, all of us, All of us. We must heed to the promptings and and, and the word we receive from the Lord via his Holy Spirit. It will go well for you when you listen to the Lord. As we just saw, because chapter 44 is all about the conquest of Egypt as predicted. As predicted. Because look, real quick. Verse, chapter 44, verse 8. Let me see. No, let me go. Verse 5. No, well, let's see. Well, no. Let's take it from verse 1. And then I'm going to let y'all go. The word that came to Jeremiah concerning all the Jews who were living in the land of Egypt. Verse two, thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, you have seen all the disaster that I have brought on Jerusalem and and on all the cities of Judah and see this day they are desolate desolated, and no one lives in them because of the wickedness which they committed, provoking me to anger by continuing to burn sacrifices and an incense to serve other gods that they had not known neither they nor you, nor you nor your fathers. Yet I sent to you all my servants the prophets again and again, saying, Oh, do not do this shamefully vile thing which I hate. But they did not listen or turn obediently from their wickedness and stop burning sacrifices and incense to other gods. Therefore, my wrath and my anger, verse 6 were poured out and burned in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem. So they have become a ruin and a desolation as it is this day. Therefore, now, thus says the Lord God of hosts, the God of Israel, why Why did you commit this great evil against yourself, bringing disaster that will cut off from you, men and women, children and infants out of Judah, leaving yourselves without a remnant? Why do you deliberately provoke me to anger with the work of idols of your hands, burning sacrifices and incense to make believe gods in the land of Egypt, where you of your own accord have come to live as temporary residents that you might be cut off and become a curse and a disgrace? An object of taunts among all the nations of the earth. Why? Have you forgotten the wickedness of your fathers? The wickedness of the kings of Judah? The wickedness of their wives? Who served their foreign gods? Your own wickedness and the wickedness of your wives? Folks. Their wives committed sin by worshiping the queen of heaven. So there we have it, folks. See, it don't pay. We can learn from the Old Testament. It is filled with drama, craziness, murder, judgment, and compassion. Even in the midst of all of that, God has promised to restore Israel and Judah in the coming day. When, when the Lord Jesus Christ returns and sets up his millennial reign, his literal kingdom on this earth. But until then, God has Israel on a pause. Yeah, a hardening has been set over Israel. Listen, what's going on between God and Israel ain't nothing new. This has been happening ever since. He led them out of Egypt. That's why we over here under the new covenant, we better shape up, tighten up, tighten up. The race is almost over, folks. We need to remain faithful and obedient to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you for this word today. Thank you for these stories we see in the Old Testament. It does serve as a lesson in obedience and trust. And what happens when we don't obey you? Father, may we always walk in obedience. May we never walk by the torches that we have set. May we never walk by that light, but by the light, capital L, you have sent to the people. The Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus mighty name I pray. Amen. Thank you Father. Glory be to your name. Amen. Alright folks. There we have it. Another one in the can. High drama. Coming from the Old Testament. Jeremiah. One of my favorite prophets of Old All right, folks, another one in the can. Repent and believe. Stop sinning. Come to your senses as you ought and stop sinning. 1 Corinthians 15, 34. Amen and turn back to God. Lord willing, until next time, I I shall be speaking to you all soon. Bye for now.